Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. I am always excited to introduce you to amazing women doing great work in a community, in their careers, in life in general, and share their expertise with you. And today is no different. I have award-winning actress, director, and writer, Noelle Ellie on today's show. And you might know her from the TV show Shades of Blue, Dynasty, and Blue Bloods. But today we're getting a little deeper in our conversation. And of course, not everyone is an actress, but we all go through some of the same emotions as actors do. So we'll get into rejection, how to let go of fear and how to embrace an epic healing journey. Along with being an actress, she's a health and wellness junkie. She's also the CEO of a world-renowned production and PR company, Noelle Ellie Productions. So I'm super excited about this because, like I said, we talk about her career, but we also talk about her personal life. I was so happy that she was very vulnerable and open. And, you know, we, we, we really spoke life into each other. And we discussed people-pleasing and being enough, especially with acting, especially with being a woman. A lot of times we feel like we have to perform and prove ourselves to be accepted by others. But we talk about that and how to let go of feeling that way and knowing that you are enough. All right. So enjoy this episode. Be sure to rate, review, like, comment, all of it. Let me know what part resonates with you. And and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Let's get into some girl talk. I am so excited to have award-winning actress, director, writer, PR expert, and CEO of Noelle Ellie Productions on the Go Girl podcast. Noelle Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I was just telling you when we were talking uh, briefly beforehand that I was looking at your highlight on your Instagram of your trip to Tulum. Before I go there, Let me just say that we had an interview scheduled and you rescheduled it because you're like, I need some R&R. And I just want to say I really admire that and appreciated Mm -hmm. that because you really took time for yourself. And instead of like just trying to show up and just do what you can, however you felt in that moment, you're like, I need to take care of myself first. So let's talk about your trip and the importance of like just taking care of yourself. That's self-love right there. That's so true. And thank you for being so understanding. It's something that you know, I definitely was a part of People Pleasers Anonymous for many, many years, girl, many, many decades. And um, the last couple of years, things have shifted for me to the point that I have to start putting myself first mm-hmm. for my health. And, you know, there was a time that would have been a really scary email to send, hey, I need to reschedule because I never love to, you know, reschedule anything, I would have had FOMO. And, it was something that I was so grateful to be able to do and, you know, to have you beautifully reflect back. Yeah, girl, it's good. Do your thing. Yeah. You know? Um, and it was something that I, uh, I went with one of my best friends and a few weeks before we decided we wanted to travel. We were like, what nice. are we doing? You know, yes. let's, let's, let's live our lives. And so we went, it was a very last minute trip and it was, 
outside of my honeymoon, it was probably one of my very most favorite trips. I and love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also so because we just got out of a pandemic. So yeah. it's like you just needed to get away for a minute. And I, I just heard you say that it was so healing. How so? Yeah. I did see some of the activities that you did. How, how was it yeah. healing for you? Well, so I have been dealing with the last year and a half, two years, I've been on an epic healing journey and mm. I was diagnosed with fibroid tumors, mold toxicity, Lyme disease, co-infections. I mean, literally the list goes on and it's been really wild to say the least. And my doctor said to me several months ago, she goes, Noelle, your levels, everything is depleted. You actually need to be on a beach in the sun, drinking coconut water and healing. Like she goes, are you working right now? And I said, yeah. And she goes, how you are a shell of yourself. How are you able to work? And so I was like, thank you for that validation, but also, okay. I I had been feeling really called to go to the beach and just relax and kind of do nothing. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, doctor's orders, you got to twist my arm. (laughs) So I I went there expecting to do that with my friend Manon and we got there and we didn't really do that. We went on all of these excursions. We went to cenotes and, you know, like Tulum's best places to go. And there were all of these healers and healing properties. And it was just, we had no agenda outside of staying at the resort we were staying at. And it just turned into, basically everyone thought we were on this wellness retreat because it kind of (laughs) turned into that. And it was so amazing because for the last year and a half, I had, like the doctor said, I had zero energy Mm. to do anything. So I expected just to chill out. And instead I had all the energy and wanted to do all the things. And so it was so healing to remember how, you know, divinely made our bodies are and how we're meant to live life to its fullest. Yes. And so, you know, it was, it was incredible. So you had all of the energy and I feel like it's because you were giving energy to yourself. Like you were filling up your cup for yourself. So in that year and a half, was it you doing for other people more? Or are you doing for your career and just overextending yourself? Yeah, all of yep. the above. Yep. Um, you know, a hustle culture is so overrated because it is something that I did for so long mm-hmm. and it served me really well. But then my body decided it no longer served me. And so I was still operating on old beliefs, trying to do all the things and be all the things to all the people all the time. And it just... My body was like, girl, you're not going to slow you down. I'm going to slow you down. Yes. <laughs> you ready to pause? So, you know, I, I tell everyone now, you know, take those little red flags as, you know, gentle nudges. If you constantly have headaches or chronic back pain, maybe pay attention to that. Because I think especially as women on the go and, you know, being boss babes, we will make excuses. I know I did. I made excuses. My back hurts. Well, I did a funny move in yoga or right. I, I'm lifting my, my groceries or something. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm losing my hair. Well, I'm stressed out. You know, I work all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like all of these things we can, we can have, you know, a million reasons, but reasons are just excuses. And instead maybe just take a minute and say, okay, cool. Like body, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. I'm listening sitting still in that moment yeah. and, and really connecting with yourself. Like I saw that you even did some breath work in Tulum and that's important. Like, let me sit still, let me breathe. Let me listen to what my body is telling me and let me take care of myself. Like I love yeah. all of it. Mm-hmm. And so 
you mentioned that you were part of the people pleaser committee, like same here. Um, yeah. I've been reading extensively on boundaries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's why I respected your boundary. Like, hey, I need to take care of myself and whatnot. Yeah. Can we talk about that journey of yours and how did you stop people pleasing? Like, Ooh. right. Yeah, <laughs> well, so, you know, unfortunately for me, it took, so my mom uh, passed away in 2016 and in, in 2011, thank you. In 2011, she was diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And so I was producing events all over the world. I was acting, I was modeling, I was, I was wearing a lot of hats, mm-hmm. but I also was trying to save my mama. So I was researching doctors and going with her to get treatment and just literally doing everything. Yeah. And when she passed it, really uh, put my priorities in check. There would be times I would be with her. And when I first started my company, it was just me on my own. And I would have, you know, sometimes eight social media clients on top of producing events. You know, I I did a lot. And I can remember my mom saying like, hey, Noelle, just be present. Just just Mm. be with me, be present. And I'd be like, mom, you don't understand. I have to be on my phone. I have to post, I have to post three times, you know? And I had Mm. all of these, legitimate reasons, but looking back, are you kidding? Do you think any of that mattered? Right. Yeah. And so after losing her, it really just, I had a reality check and started to look at life with, you know, a new lens. And Mm -hmm. again, that served me for a minute. And so, so what kind of what happened was I would people please and it no longer started to feel good. Good. Mm hmm. And uh, I was not getting validation from, you know, all the people pleasing. I appreciated all of it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. And I would notice something in my, in my voice where, you know, I grew up with a smile on my face, no matter what was going on. You Mm -hmm. could always count on me to see the glass half full, but that wasn't always my authentic self. And so what would happen is if, I was trying to, because my friends had a really, some friends had a hard time seeing me depressed and seeing me down after losing my mom. They didn't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so I would try to be happy-go-lucky and my voice would go up an octave. And I started recognizing it and I would go home and feel so emotionally drained because I was trying to be this old version of myself that they knew and loved. When instead, that's not where I was. and. So slowly but surely, I just started letting the uncomfortable be there and lingering in the awkwardness of saying like, how are you today? Well, I feel like shit. Yeah. I'm lucky I was able to put one foot in front of the other. I really miss my mom. Mm. That's it. You know, and the right people stayed by my side and the people that couldn't deal, they couldn't deal. But that doing that just kind of built my, my inner confidence of, I can be who I am and, you know, good, bad, doesn't matter. This mm-hmm. is, this is me and this is how I choose to live my life. And so, yeah, that served me for a while. And then a couple of years later, uh, I got sick. Yeah. So then priorities had to shift again. And so it's just kind of been like riding the waves of life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Right. And, and really learning to just be honest with yourself. And when you're honest yeah. with yourself, you'll be honest with other people. And then you'll have the right people in your circle, because if you're yeah. honest and setting those boundaries and they're like, oh, I can't deal with this then maybe those aren't your folks. Maybe they were your folks at that time beforehand with your old self, but your new version of yourself, that's like super authentic and setting boundaries. Like, "Mm, 
they might not accept that. And that's okay. Yeah. That is okay. Totally okay. Yep. Now, I did see you say at one point, or I was listening to you on a few podcasts, and there was one that you said, one of the hurdles in the beginning of you starting your production career is that you had to learn to trust that you are enough. Can we talk about that? Um, how did you come to the notion that I am enough? I am worthy. I am valuable. I have something to give others. Like I'm here to serve and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's something that I didn't really struggle with growing up. It wasn't even a thought, you know what I mean? And then when I moved to New York and started modeling and, you know, within one day I went on four castings and I was told I was too fat. I was too thin. I was too tall and I was too short. Oh my gosh. Talk about a, you know, that kind of threw me for a loop and I developed an eating disorder. Mm. And so it was through healing myself of my eating disorder that I started recognizing, you know, my God, I have this deep void of fear, Mm. right? Like I just have this void of fear and I'm trying to anesthetize it by, you know, over-exercising and starving myself for days or then binging and purging or whatever Mm. it is, nothing is working. So let me just actually sit with the feeling of fear. Mm. Let me sit with what it is. And so what I would do is I would starve myself and say, okay, you're going to starve yourself today. Be aware of it. Okay. Mm. Just have the awareness because without the awareness, we can't make a change. So have the awareness of it. Um, Or I would binge knowing I was going to binge and then purge. And I would just say, all right, you're very aware. How are you feeling? And I would just do this all internally. How Mm. am I feeling? And I'd sit with the the feeling and it would feel gross and yucky. But what was it actually emotionally? It was fear. What was the fear? Fear that I wasn't good enough. Fear that my mama was going to die. Fear that my husband was going to leave me because I was too fat or whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. More often than not, it was fear. So then I would just say one thing which is I choose to see this differently. It's all about making a choice. Yes. I choose to see it differently. And it was not an overnight thing. This took a very long time. But what started to happen was I no longer got the high from binging and purging or from starving myself. And instead, I started getting the, the natural high from filling myself up with green juice and working out at Barry's boot camp and meditating mm. and yoga mm. and this and that. And so by doing that, it shifted. And so then I did a practice for like a week straight where I just looked in the mirror and I eye gazed yeah. really truly into my eyes, you know, seeing all the beautiful colors and seeing the little girl in me and this and that. Yeah. And I would just say, you're beautiful. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, I didn't believe it. Mm. I I was like, you know, or whatever, whatever story I created, but slowly it started to shift. And so by, you know, recognizing what the emotion was, which was fear, some sort of fear, recognizing that I choose to see this differently and then saying you're beautiful, it started to sink in. And so then it just everything else sort of followed suit. And so I no longer felt the need to please or the need to, you know, overextend myself or, you know, prove myself. I could just sort of rest on the fact that I was enough. And, uh-huh. and if I'm not enough for you, you're not my people. That's okay. 
That's it. How brave of you, though, like to mm -hmm. undergo some of those experiences, because I'm pretty sure, like you mentioned, it's super uncomfortable. Some Ooh. of the things that you 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 went through and for you to purge and sit with yeah. that feeling like, what is it that I'm feeling? That's you're doing like your own experiment on yourself. Totally. <laughs> yeah. totally. And it, there were there were definitely growing pains. I mean, there were times where I would binge and then I I then no longer needed to purge because I noticed the, emo like I was aware of the emotion, mm. but then I would gain weight. Mm. And so what did that mean? But instead I just trusted, no, I'm taking care of my body is, you know, divinely made and she can heal herself. And, you know, all of these things, it was scary and it was an experiment, but thank God. I'm, I'm so grateful that I rode the waves because now I'm at the other side. And I mean, there were times literally I would be on the floor crying out to God, like, I just want to be normal. I just wow. want to be normal. And I couldn't see, you know, the rainbow at the end of it, but yeah, not the rainbow. You have to go through that. You have to go through that uncomfortable experience to get to the new version of yourself. Yeah. So I commend you for that. And yeah. uh, with the industry and that one day of you hearing so many different things about, and, and the industry can do that to you. Like I've done yeah. some acting as well. And you mm -hmm. start feeling it's rejection every day. Anytime you're, you don't get a role, you're like, okay, yeah. well, I guess I didn't get that one. It's always a no. It's always a rejection. You went through the process of letting go of fear. How did you go through the process of like rejection in mm -hmm. the business? Um, you know, it's, it hasn't been easy. Uh, Cause I don't know if you're like this, but I often, when I get like a really juicy, you know, audition or, you know, I have like a director session or a producer session and you it's so close, you can taste it. Yeah. I fall in love with a character. And so if it doesn't come to fruition, it breaks my heart, but you know, it's about again, sort of just filling myself up in other areas so that I'm not walking into that audition or callback mm -hmm. or whatever it is um, with so much desperation. And, you know, I know I can just like, let it all hang out, leave it in the room. Sometimes I'll take my sides and sometimes, you know, you have 12 yeah. pages of sides, right? I take them after I'm done. I say, thank you so much. I bless them. Like I blast them with love. And then I throw away the sides sometimes right in the room. Mm. And the reason for <laughs> really that, uh -huh, in uh -huh, the room, <laughs> yep, just, just because energetically I'm like, yeah, and them out. and right. you know what, like I I'm letting them go. And, and, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And, you know, most of the time, honestly, when I do that, I book the thing. I wow. <laughs> so, because I think there's just a, you know, I think as actors, sometimes we forget that because I've been on the other side as well. We just want human to human connection. That's all yeah. we want to see. We want to yeah. see us through you, you know? And so, you know, by showing that you're human and you're not a robot and you're not this desperate actor, mm -hmm. people jive with that. And they're like, oh, cool. That's a really great energy. I want more of that energy. Yeah. And so I, it, it's taken years of practice. And there are some times where I'm not able to do it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nine times out of 10, I just, I try to, you know, look outside and see that it's a beautiful sunny day in LA and there's yeah. palm trees and I can go to the beach and how grateful and lucky am I to live this life. And so I just try to fall back on gratitude. There's a quote uh, that I love. It says, um, when you're feeling helpless, help someone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whether it's a job that you really want or, or a role or whatever it is, and you're feeling sort of stuck and helpless, 
get yourself out of that rut, change the energy, yep. move your body, do the things that bring you joy, whether it's for me playing with my dog or hanging out with mm. my husband or whatever, you know, it's just like shift it so that yeah. we don't have to live in that state anymore. And yeah, because when you give love and you give to others, you find it does come back to you. It's reflected back for it's sure. Totally reflected back. So um, I love that. I love that for sure. I did want to talk about as well. You said that just because I'm an artist doesn't mean I have to be a struggling artist. I want to get into this because I feel like a lot of times we glorify the grind, especially yeah. with acting or even in any industry. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start and I'm going to move my way up and I'm going to do this. I want to do that. I'm going to sleep on the couches. I'm going to eat top ramen and tuna. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Right. So let's talk about like, you don't have to be a struggling artist. And I, and I don't like saying that either. I usually like saying up, up and coming artist or something like, let me give a life to this instead of yeah. like just struggling. Cause those, yeah. you gotta, you know, trust your language and change your language totally. as well. So yeah. uh, talk about that quote for me. Yeah. Well, so I grew up, um, you know, my family, we had, we had tough times financially, you know, lost our home, lost our cars, mm -hmm. collected change on the street to put gas in our car. Like it was, it was tough times. And so when I moved to New York at 18, I literally had enough money for one month's rent. That was it. And I couldn't get a job right away. So I would, I was that, you know, typical struggling artist because I, I didn't have anybody to financially help me out. Mm -hmm. And so I would, go buy like a deli sub and they had like a lot of meat yeah. and I would ration the meat out to last me for a week. And that's wow. how I, you know, so I worked all the odd jobs, whether it was, you know, waiting tables or nannying or passing out flyers or literally I worked all of the jobs. That was the only thing I knew. And so when I started acting, there were many people around me that even though I, I had this other skill set mm -hmm. where I could produce these events for these awesome, you know, change makers and thought leaders. Many people would say, well, but you can't start your own business because then you're not really going to focus on acting. Mm -hmm. And there was a period where like, where I thought if I don't have anything to fall back on, I won't fall. Mm. And so, I, and I would say that like, no, this is my focus. This is my dream. And it just dawned on me like, no, I can make a lucrative living and still have my passion. And yeah. how lucky am I? I can do this. And so I started my own company, which was really scary because I didn't, I didn't know how to start a company. Yes. I, what? You know? Yeah. And, um, and I didn't have one client at the time. I had left a really big client to do my own thing. Wow. And there was no one on my roster. But just kept putting one foot in front of the other and saying yes and jumping and hoping the net would appear and it would. And I think when you live your life from a place of purpose and passion and, you know, God or the universe, whatever you want, well, that will be um, reflected back to you and you'll be yeah. supported, you know? You're trusting life. You're trusting the process. You're trusting yeah. God. There, like one thing that keeps coming up from you, it seems to me is that you're just so brave, you know, for mm -hmm. you to only have enough money for one month's rent, for you to leave a big client and end up creating your own company now, you know, like, 
so many things that you've done in your career so brave. So I do want to say that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are like amazing with everything that you've done and in the ways that you've trusted yourself. So where does that come from? Yeah, of course. Like, where does that come from? Just learning to trust yourself and that inner voice, because was it an inner voice that told you, well, let me take a leap of faith. This is going to work out. Yeah. You know, my parents were evangelists and singer songwriters Mm -hmm. when I was younger. And so faith was something that was just sort of innately instilled in me. Yeah, My parents really, they didn't necessarily encourage good grades, but they encouraged me to like pursue my dreams. Oh, I love that. And yeah. That's that's good in itself. Yeah. Totally. totally You know, I can remember being like, can I get a dollar if I get an A? And they'd be like, uh, no, but you know, what about your, you know, modeling gig or whatever? No. You know? <laughs> and so it was, it was always such a like, what, you know, as a kid mm-hmm. growing up, but I'm so grateful for it because it just showed me, yeah, if I set my mind to something, I can do anything. And, yeah. and so I just kind of have always had that frame of mind. And, um, from a young age, I just kind of knew how to hustle and mm-hmm. make money and, when I started my company, there would be clients that would say, Hey, can you do this? And I would say, uh, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. And then I would figure it out. Yeah. Um, Google, Just saying yes. Google was my best friend. Yeah. And so <laughs> truly like saying yes. And you know, if I didn't know how to do it, I would find somebody else who knew how to do yeah. it. And so, yeah, I guess it's like a stick to and maybe a little bit of like sprinkle in some stubbornness too. Mm-hmm. of like, I don't know how, but I want to know how, you know, right. you're, you're not shying away from the challenges. Like you're yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. It's going to work out. And if it doesn't, yeah. I'll learn something new. Totally. This totally. Yeah. There's, there's something that I recently found out about called human design. Have you heard of it? Mm, I feel like I've heard of it, but I haven't researched it. Like I wanted to. <laughs> it's so, it's so fascinating. I, you know, for anybody out there listening, for me, I resonate more with human design than I do something like astrology, because sometimes Mm. I can read astrology, and it doesn't totally hit home. Whereas human design, when I hear it, it gives me such validation for why I am the way I am. And so I'm something called a manifesting generator. And I am literally meant to live my life from a place of more or less joy. So I'm supposed to do the things that light me up. And so when things no longer light me up, I'm done and I can switch to something else. And so for me, sometimes I've looked at that as like, well, God, like, why can't I stick to one thing? Like, why can't I just have a nine to five job? Like, why Mm. does that not work for me? Well, because I'm not made up for those things and that's okay. Mm. And so I'm also something called a one three, which is investigator. Investigator means I'm meant to research things Mm -hmm. and become the expert. And so I think knowing that I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because when someone says, can you do it? I'm like, hold on. I'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then I figured out. And then martyr, the martyr comes from, I am actually meant to fail. It's okay Mm. to fail. And then I just learn from it and I do something else. And so just knowing those things, again, just gives me validation of like, oh, cool. So Anytime the guru or the expert says, this is the way you launch this, you know, program and, you know, you have to do these steps. If I don't resonate with that, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make me wrong or them wrong. 
that just allows me to say, oh, I can do it my own way and I can figure it out my way. Yeah, I like that. So human design. So I have to look yeah. at Okay, yeah. that's fascinating. That's so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could just keep talking to you. And I, I just love that no matter what you've been through, like you're still showing up with a smile and no matter how you feel, like you're still showing up with a smile, you know, like you wouldn't even know that, you're having, you know, some health concerns and, and, and things might be on your mind right now. And, you know, you're transitioning in whichever way and setting your boundaries and saying no and all of this and becoming like another version of yourself because you just have this great glow and it's great smile. So I just want to say go girl to you for that. Oh, you are the best. You're <laughs> oh, like just you. loving me up. Oh, it feels so good. Thank you. I love to spread love. I love to, yes. you know, affirm other, oh. especially women because like Mm -hmm. life gets tough life gets hard and we do suffer through loss and we go through a lot and we're still just trying to manage and take it day by day and the fact that you are still staying in the spirit of gratitude no matter Mm -hmm. what you've been through and you're still showing up for yourself and still showing up for others like that's amazing thank you well there's there's something that I'd love to share which is you know look we all have rotten days where we feel like crap. And I think it's really important to allow yourself to feel that way, you know, for a minute, you know, for a day, whatever, like, you know, I'll tell my husband now, I don't want to go out. I want to eat my feelings and, you know, binge my reality TV. He's like, Mm -hmm. okay. And I'm aware, right. I'm aware why I'm doing it. Okay. But if I feel like I'm staying in that place for a little bit too long, like maybe one day turns into two, which turns into three, Mm -hmm. which turns into a week or whatever it is. Then I go, okay, I I need to kick myself in the booty. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to my happiness list. And so I have a list of the things that bring me joy. It could be reading a yummy, delicious book. It Mm. could be dancing with my husband. It could be drinking green juice, meditating, breath work, going to the beach, being in nature, right? It's like 20 things, being with my niece and my nephews, right? So When I'm feeling really down, I go to that list and nine times out of 10, I am not doing one thing from that list, not one thing. And so what I'll do is I'll say, all right, I'm really in a funk and I don't want to meditate. I am not in the mood to meditate. So I'm not going to meditate, but I am going to drink a green juice. That's it. And I'll just incorporate one thing. And then the next day I'll incorporate one thing else. And then another thing. And then what starts to happen is I start to feel so good because I'm living from my joyful state that I'm no longer that vibrational match for being in a funk. And instead I'm on this, you know, natural high. And so, you know, I I really encourage anyone, you know, when you're feeling hopeless, right. And you're not feeling like, well, I don't want to help anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we get in that place. So then maybe make your list, go to it see what's not going on on that list and start incorporating them. I love that idea. Your happiness list. I Mm -hmm. love that idea. There are things like mentally that I know, like, okay, the past three days, I was like the same. I'm feeling like in a funk. Um, Why am I so triggered so easily or not even triggered, just like emotional for no reason? Like, what is the reason and everything? And I realized, oh, I did not meditate for the past three days. I usually like to meditate and pray every morning, still do my prayer, but 
I was not meditating in the morning. I didn't do my morning walk. I didn't turn on music and twerk a little bit in the mirror. Like yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are the things that I have to do to bring me joy. Yeah. And, you know, falling, I, I think it's important to have a routine or mm-hmm. to have, like you said, a happiness list because you might not be able to do it in the morning or in the night. But if you are, this is so random, but this is what I did today. I was in a restroom today at work and after I was done using the restroom, I twerked a little bit. In, in yes. the I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's just like you could just be anywhere and experience some type of joy. So find yeah. your joy and your joy can be something that is free to do. You don't have to go to a spa. You don't have to right. do something major. Like mm-hmm. find out what brings you some happiness. If it's writing, if it's reading, if it's talking to a friend, do one of those things so that you fill yeah. up your tank and feel better and you can help others live a joyous day and you can spread love instead of being like a Debbie Downer or something. (laughs) Totally. Totally. So true. And like, sometimes it's just for me, like COVID was really hard because Mm. I, my love, one of my love languages is physical touch. And so I just want to like hug everyone. Right. And you couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, I want human to human connection. I can't physically get that. So what can I do? You know what? I can go to Whole Foods And when I see the cashier is not really talking to me and not really making eye contact with me, I'm going to brighten her day. I'm going to shift her day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's this human to human connection. And what the cashier doesn't know is I just got my fix because (laughs) we got to have that connection. And hopefully, you know, I brightened her day. I love that. Well, keep brightening up days. Keep spreading the positive energy. Like it's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for you to, uh, make some time today and be on the show. I appreciate you. So go girl and continue to do all that you're doing. I do want to ask you one last question. What does self-love mean to you? It means unapologetically letting my essence shine through anytime, day or night. Yes. I love that answer. That was beautiful. Thank (laughs) you. Yes. You know, it's funny because self-love is something that especially, you know, I've worked with, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of these prolific New York Times bestselling authors who are, Mm -hmm. you know, big yogis and meditators and speakers and whatever, and they talk about self-love. And so there's times where I've been like, oh, God, no more self-love. Right. It took me, I say that to say it took me a long time to really, truly, innately understand what self-love is to me. And so you know, if there's anybody out there who's like, oh, gag, like you'll find it. You'll find it. You know, just may take a minute. You'll find it and it'll feel so good. I, I feel so like a lot good. of people talk about self-love right now, but it's like, it's necessary. There's nothing yeah. wrong with no. self-love. More people should yeah. talk about it. We should mm, all talk about it's it. It's beautiful. It is. And how can people follow you, Noelle? Sure. Um, well, you can check out my website, which is noelleproductions.com, but I am definitely the most active on the gram. I'm on Facebook as well, but uh, <laughs> if you go to at noelle underscore Ellie, I love connecting with like-minded friends. I love it. And then how can people do business with you? Yeah. So if you check out my website, Noel Ellie Productions, um, you know, under my company, we do everything from producing events, retreats from, you know, 15 people to 3,500 all Mm -hmm. over the world. We help speakers become authors. We help new authors become New York Times bestselling authors. 
we produce video content, do social media strategy, mm. help stuff go viral, all the things. Oh, it sounds like we need to work together too then. <laughs> yeah, girl. Done and done. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on the Go Girl podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.